Yes. I wanted to start because uh, I first discovered you and your work. Um, was Jinx the first thing you did? No, uh, it was it was like. Um the first thing I did that was getting some press, like I got like I got a write up in Spin magazine. If I could date myself any further, okay, okay. immediately if I could date myself, and uh, um, uh, and it was that, that unique experience of getting some you know pretty decent press, but not making a damn dime, right? Like and you're sitting there going, wait, am I am I, am I well known and, and and what was it? And you were doing not for Spin magazine, selling anything? It's. Um, Jinx, they just liked it, and they just called up and okay. said, we want to run a profile on Jinx. So, okay. And it was cool, and it was kind of like where I was in my career. Like, I was coming up, you know what right. I mean? And I, right. I, I, so, so there was a couple things beforehand. I'd, I'd done uh, a book called Fire, which is a uh, okay. spy novel, and a thing called uh, Goldfish, which was my first, like... Goldfish, big, that's what it was. Okay, yes, it was I a big, Goldfish. like... Clevelandy crime right. thing. Jinx was, the I guess, the follow-up to that. So, by right. Jinx... Okay. Goldfish had gotten me enough word of mouth where where Jinx had, and you were doing yeah. the art chores on those books. Everything. Lettering. Okay. St- everything but the staples. Right. No. So okay, and I, I even wanna... that I costed out to make sure. <laughs> do, do I need to pay this person? So did you grow up drawing? Yeah, no, I was gonna be a, a comic artist. That was the goal. The goal was George Perez. It was it was very focused goal. Okay. Uh I, I that, whatever that feeling that George Perez was giving me, I wanted to give the as soon as you figure out oh, that's a job you can do, right. like you can give someone this feeling. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, that's a that's a job I'll do. And I uh <laughs> literally just figured that out like six. Whenever when you're old, whenever that age you figure out like, right. what jobs are, and like, oh, okay, that's my job then. And then I never varied. Like even with all the uh Verities of reality and, and grown uphood. Nothing, nothing dissuaded me from uh, well, that. No, that's what I'm going to do. So I, it was all okay. focused towards learning how to do this, how to make comics. All right. So I guess I got to learn, like, to be a penciler. I got to learn also how to do this, and I got to learn. Well, I got to learn how to write, so I have something to draw. Okay. Like that, that, okay. That's like is okay. that where you're? Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred. So you you learn to write in service of your drawing. One hundred percent. Uh, up until and through college and until about the time Joe Casada told me my art wasn't great, I still thought that's where I was headed. When did Joe tell your art wasn't great? When he hired me to work at Marvel. Okay. okay. And, I, and I thought he was hiring me to be, to be an artist. Oh, I, did you? I, 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 I had sent in, I, I've told, I apologize for, I have told this story, but, but okay. it is absolutely 100% true. David Mack had gotten in the door at Marvel Knights first. He was having a very good time, and it felt like not only is it a good gig, but, ooh, he's getting to express himself. Like, right. this isn't, you know, this is a, uh, there's a bubble here, right? Right. And I was like, oh, show him my shit, right? And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and he'd read, like, Jinx and Torso, and he called me. And uh, he goes, what would you do if you came here? And I literally said, what do you need an artist for? Uh, and it was, like, like dead silence on the phone. I feel like, <laughs> like, 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 uncomfortable dead silence. And he goes, uh, see, I thought you were calling, like, I thought your writing, the art was in service of your writing, and I thought you were looking for writing. Your art's not good. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, 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 I was like, I was confused by this, like, like this information. Yeah. But it was, it was, like, honest, he was like, I'm calling, I'm hiring you to write. And I, you know, you're a writer. And I went, oh, am I? And then uh, I took his <laughs> advice, and then literally the second I stopped drawing, my career exploded. To, to a point where it's almost like uh, like insulting to my art. That, like right, the minute right. you stop that thing, that's the only thing that was holding back people enjoying you. Was that was you. hard 
to like if you grew up wanting to draw and now you're not drawing was that a hard thing to to accept no because what was offered to me in return wasn't like i, I can draw when I, anytime i want it wasn't like i'm not never allowed to draw again right but but okay. but in replace of them offering me to draw um they offered me literally from the day i walked in the door the best artists that have ever worked at marvel okay. like my first marvel comics were alex malieve and mark bagley right. and joe Casada. so and i never like leveled down from there mm-hmm. so it never and alex particularly draw, draws the way i was reaching that's what i was re, that's you can see i'm i was reaching right. towards that okay. and uh so to hand something to alex and then him have it magically appear the way i was trying right. desperately sweating pulling starting over scratching and <laughs> and, and, and and that but for, for now to me i conjure it and I go to bed and I wake up and Alex has magically turned it into this beautiful thing that didn't make me sweat and cry and hate myself. So it actually uh, was a great transition. So it's like an awakening? Also, I was learning the art of collaboration, the real art of collaboration. Okay. And that became so um, addictive to me, like deeply addictive, yeah. that I I, uh, I I threw away that other, whatever that other thing was. And we're just making comics. We're all together. And so right, it became about right. that. It did. So I never, I never went. Oh, my art, you know. And and okay. but but like 15 years later, an editor called for me to draw a Daredevil cover. Like, and I went, ha ha, I win. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody do, cared but me. <laughs> do you ever draw now for fun? Yeah, I draw. Yes, I draw for work and I draw for fun. I draw to make sure the pages, what I'm asking the artist to do, can be done, even in stick figure form. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a visual medium. It's it's a. Sure. Uh, and and to this day, I you can conjure it all you want in your head. You can write the hell out of it, but the artist is going to give you something that's going to surprise you. So, do you ever thumbnail? But particularly okay. with like something like Legion of Superheroes, where there's so many elements on the page, I, you just got to make sure the real estate can handle it. Like, yeah, like, that's like that's, you're, yeah, like like yeah. it's a, it's really advanced math on on some, on some pages. Right. And no matter what the page is, and no matter what the story's about, there's only so many things it can handle. So many words, so many images, so many elements. Uh, where until it starts to like crumble on itself, right? So, th- yeah, layouts and whatnot. But I do a lot of layouts, but don't show the layouts to the artist. Are they for you to make sure that it fits? Yeah, just what I'm asking. What I'm asking to do, can it be done? Right. Or what I'm, or, or if I have some wonky layout idea that I just want to like throw it out there to inspire, like, oh, I thought of something. I think you would do. Um, like great, like right, okay. like here's like, and and I'll show it to them okay. and go do it or don't. But but here, here in, and most of the time they do because they're like, oh yeah, thank you. That's like that's quite yeah. a little Valentine you just wrote me. Like you thought I could do that. Then no one's ever insulted by. I, I thought of something for you. you sure, know? sure. Um, so, but most of my world is about um, writing into the artist world. I, I we've had like years of like arguments about like you know at marvel about like you know the writers and the artists like you know you know who like who who controls the ship what what like where where the voice were and 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 sometimes and in this generation you certainly saw like there would be a sense even from the public that the writer was taking a more uh integral part that was never really the case so we it became obvious to us as writers for those of us who cared about this, oh, we should make sure that we, as writers, invest the artists as often. Like, 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 let us, let us bring it to them, right? So I right. spend most of my time 
trying to invent the world that I see Ryan Sook living in or Alex living in. I don't have them draw my world. I try to write into their world. And that's, that, that couldn't be the bigger difference in how I do uh, that's things. A, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Do, do you find that that's something you feel the younger generation of writers isn't doing? or The ones that are doing it, I don't want to make a generalization, but from what I can tell, the ones that are doing it are succeeding very well, and the ones that aren't are scratching their heads. And by the way, the same thing happened with my generation and the generation before, where you, you, I mean, there are lessons to learn. You, you sure, like, there's sure. one great thing about this, this industry, and not unlike film too, people will tell you their horror stories. People will tell you, you know how I fucked this up? And you can learn from it and take it and go, oh, here I am in that position. What, 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 what am I going to do? Right. So I've, uh, yeah, I, I take it all in. Okay. Cause from wh- where I stand from outside perspective, um, I remember the 90s and, and the image boom. Yeah. And I felt like the, the artists kind of ran the ship and they, they sunk that ship. They, it, like, from where I stood, it looked like the big name artists just became more interested in drawing pinups and selling original pages and the story suffered. And when I saw you coming up, it was like, here comes the, the writer. And, and it opened the door for a generation of much better stories to come in. Well, it was like, and, and, and it's always like culture kind of like politics kind of overcorrects itself sometimes, you know? Right. I mean, like, so the, the again, this is in, in the most general, I was making comics in the 90s. Right. right. And many of my friends were making comics in the 90s, and none of them were in this thing that I'm discussing. But there were a lot of mainstream artists that were, oh, I can, and they were. They could, if you do an issue of X Men, you could get like $45,000 right. royalties or something right, and right. sell the art for an insane amount of money. Right. And so there was only carrot and stick reward for doing the biggest splashes and the biggest imagery and the, or the most violent or ah, the most angriest. Right. right? Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or at least it, it seemed to be that, right? Yeah. And looking back on it now, and even when I was standing in the middle of it, very frustrated, me and my friends trying to tell very heartfelt stories where the biggest thing in the world were boobies and right. anger, you know, <laughs> right. and you're, and you're like, um, <laughs> all right, like, like no matter how great the image is, it, it, it can be just, it's a, just an image. It's, it's, right. It can be a, a, as a storytelling thing, it, it can get very shallow, right? Without, without the, all the other exactly. elements exactly. attached. So what would then happen is, all right, well, without those elements, we're losing people and co- big companies are going to bankruptcy. So when the writers, and it was me, Mark Millar, Josh Whedon, uh, Brian K. Vaughan, there was like a, this slew of people came in and go, help, you know, uh, right. uh, Paul Jenkins. It's just like, right. and, and, and just focus on the character. And we had this great early retreat at Marvel where it wasn't about anything, but who is this character and why do we publish it? And the, the, and, we own it isn't enough. Like that's not like it's right. Iron Man. We own it. Like no, what is Iron Man supposed to be? Right? right. What what is what is the theme of the book and are we achieving it? Right. And from that retreat came uh, Warren Ellis's uh, Extremists, uh, My New Avengers, uh, like 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 six or seven like uh, big Marvely things popped out of there and it kind of set the the template for the the like. Writers kind of running them like um, showrunners. Right. I guess right, I got, right. we didn't know at the time, but that's kind of what it was. Like we're we're I, I'm showrunning the Avengers office, right? I'm, okay. sh- I'm showrunning. Like right now, I'm kind of showrunning the Superman office, right? Okay. okay. So, but for, for, for lack of a better term, and that doesn't take away from anybody else's contributions. But sure, like, sure. Sure. But you know, someone has to go. Yay, everybody! Right. Uh, right, so, right. Yeah. 
So, but you and you came into comics writing crime fiction. Yeah. So, was that a love of Still yours? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But did was it reading crime fiction like is that where you come from? Like, yeah. I well, well, I was trying to find my voice, and uh, um, the things that were really getting under my skin were the more naturalistic sounding dialogue writers like Richard Price and David Mamet. Okay. Um, and so that, that flow is there a Richard Price book. That's your favorite. Oh, clockers, uh, okay. um, ladies, man. Uh, um, did you like the wanderers? Yeah. 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 But, uh, but everyone loves a wanderer. Like that's yeah. like the classic book, but, but I uh, like Richard Price is one of those guys. Like, like you can pick up six other things that sure. like people haven't heard of. And they go, sure. Ooh, I'll read that. Right, like right, right. I just didn't know about it. So, um, James Elroy. Yeah, not as much. I've read a bunch, but um, my my I like a more. I I I I, I like more humor. I like okay. more humanity. Elmore Leonard. Elmore can give. Uh, it's a little more, a little, a little more uh, anger. Yeah. It, it, I I I get Richard Price's voice really got me. Like okay. there, there, okay. there's there's something there like like that. Ca- the gallows humor of a cops and like he really ca- captured it. Okay, and there was something about that. Versus my lifestyle in Cleveland at the time. Like, I was literally living downtown Cleveland, working in a comic book store in downtown Cleveland, which is downtown Cleveland. And mm-hmm. it, not that I was riddled with crime. I was a very innocent young man. But but I could see it everywhere I was. Like, like you can smell it. You can see it. I, I didn't have a car. I rode my bike everywhere. Like, like so like right. so it was a world that, that I related to and reflected to. And then um, on top of this, here comes some reverse engineering. I now know I have keratoconus, which is a degenerative eye, eye cornea thing, which means I kind of see a film noir. Like okay. I see in very heavy shadows, okay. right? I didn't know this. I thought the world was just in heavy shadows and my uh-huh. eyes, for people know this, uh, a couple of people in comics have this, but uh, um, it, it, it um, it just light is a very unique experience in in, in my eyesight. So the way it's like you're it seeing my cornea. Yeah, my my corneas are like football shaped, okay. so everything okay. like I see clearly, but everything is unique, right? Okay. And um, like if I'm not wearing my contacts, a a, a street light will be like a rain of light, oh. like, a, like a stream of. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it it's sounds, amazing. Yeah, pretty. yeah, no, but I literally re- I live in a Roger Deakins movie. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I do. And then and then when I found out why I'm so attracted to the cinematographers that I'm attracted to and the writers I'm attracted to, it's because they speak to the to the way I'm seeing. Anyhow. So so the film so the film noir language, right? The visual language of film noir is kind of what I'm looking at anyhow all day. And that's what kind of made you say, hey, this is what I would do in comics. Because yeah. at, at the time, I, there wasn't a lot of that. There wasn't, and I, I, I uh, there wasn't any. There was, right. there was, and we were just before Sin City, uh, right. me and David Lapham. Yeah. I know now people remember us coming up as like after Sin City. No, but no, no, what, no. What, we were like three months ahead. No one remembers we sold 800 comics. I, no one should remember my 800 versus his, whatever. But, but, but. But there was like a wave of me and Brian Azzarello and like a few Greg Rucka mm-hmm. were all like like kind of like ready to do some crime fiction. Okay, right. Okay. We all we're all coming at it, you know. Because um, that's what spoke to me. Like because uh, yeah. I came up enjoying crime novels and really much more interested in crime comics and superhero comics. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's a it's a it's a fiction that you can relate to deeply like star trek you're like i am this is not my world like right. you have to take yourself completely out of your world right. and put you in yourself in star trek 
these crime fiction, you're about a block away from wherever this is. And you can really, you know, you're a bad car ride away, like, you know, from just all hell breaking loose in your life. So, so that's why people relate to them so deeply. Right. And also some of us know, I don't know. I just, you see like lives in chaos and your, yours isn't. Right. And you go by the grace of God. Mine isn't, but you can't help but be it. Like, you know, I, I find myself attracted to, or, 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 or just look, I can't help but want to explore like what, what, what's causing all this chaos. Like, right. you know, what, 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 what's driving you to steal and like, like right. yeah, what, right. what's going on? Like, like even that, like, I know it's so funny. Like you get to like an age too, where you're like, still people are still murdering and stealing. That's still a thing, huh? Because <laughs> really, it feels like we learned that lesson. That's as old as yeah, time. It's really, we're not gonna. Okay, it's it's funny. Like, so I got to that age, and uh, um, uh, but yeah. So so that that was uh, all the pieces were dri- driving it together, and also you're listening to going. This is a genre I really love, and no one's doing it. Like, no, like literally, and it became my philosophy in life that I've never shook from that I figured out. Like with Goldfish, it was the first time I go. I'm making this because I want to buy it, and no one is making it for me. And if someone else was making it, I probably would make something else. Okay. So from now on, that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to make a book that I would like, and I know for a fact that it's that'll be something at least I want. And if anybody else wants it, great. Okay. Fantastic, good, good for me. But that's a hard lesson to learn sometimes. Like, what, what sure. am I doing? Why am I making these? What am I making? Who is it for? That's an important thing. To learn all right. Well, I'll, and I must say, I, I know a lot of my peers don't always ask themselves that question. Yeah. Who is this for? Right. Like, right, like, right, right. I, like, and and it doesn't have to be for everybody. I, I personally do things. I know this is not for everybody. In fact, I'll be shocked if it's for anybody. But ask the question. Because I have other people do with comics, and they 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 put out some real esoteric genre thing, like real, mm-hmm. uh, like and and it's beautiful. But ten people know what that is. That's right. like, you got to think about, like who would buy this. So would you, like, let's say in that situation, mm-hmm. would you prevent yourself from then creating that? No, because... I would present. I would prevent myself from spending money okay. or costing someone money. <laughs> okay. I would create a situation where we'll. We can like like Pearl like I there I, I either there, I wasn't sure what I was going to do right so I, I put my, my Batman story in the back of the first issue I just like like okay. I I really believe in it I'm not going to stop myself from doing it but like if I can uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll help you in you okay, know so I'll meet you halfway also I, I think a lot of authors sometimes forget to meet your your audience more than halfway okay maybe you actually can go all the way come to them. You know, okay. Instead of like, I'm here. I did. I came out of my cave and I wrote something. <laughs> Everyone applaud. It's not, you know. But if you've got something in you that, that says, I need to do this, even though it's for just a few people, you're mm-hmm. going to find a way to get it. Yeah, out. absolutely. I've never. Yeah. In fact, that would, I would, I would, I would wrestle with that for a great amount of time to get it to a thing okay. that I think, well, what about it? Is appealing to me and not appealing to other people. Okay. And like, like, and let's find that truth and get, and go there. And I bet it'll be more appealing. And then, and then for, for Pearl, and ended up that was a successful book for us. So okay. I, I was wrong. I thought it was going to be the so least. So when you have that, and you need to spend time with your art in any way, figuring stuff out, do you have a portion of your day or a place you go which is just to work things out in your head? I have four kids and uh, like six full time jobs. No, okay. you, you got yeah. You think on the run. You okay. think as you go. I'm multitasking all the time. I'm very, very good at 
writing while I'm talking to you. I'm okay. writing right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally writing Legion of Superheroes while we're talking. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, by the way, it's been going on since I was a kid. I trained myself this at an early age. I'm, I'm remembering back as I'm, I'm, I'm helping my kids with their schoolwork, how good I was at making comics while I was doing my homework. Right? Like I was still like, and I'm like, I'm still doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. This is going to seem like a strange question, but I'm going somewhere with it. Um, so I come from New York Jews. You come from you're Cleveland. Cleveland. So Cleveland Jews. what's it like? Very to, similar kind of Jews. The very was uh, there a, a large community? I grew up in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. I was in part of the Jewish community. I went to the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland. So you were surrounded. And I to high school all okay. the way to twelfth grade. Okay. So I was I was as I I, I am uh, very Jewish and I'm. Uh, um, the most successful alumnus that they're the least <laughs> proud of. <laughs> I was asking because I, I had wondered Oh, if... great. He's successful. Fantastic. <laughs> With a potty mouth what and a naughtiness. They yeah. your comics and like, what? <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was asking because I wasn't sure if it made you a bit of an outsider because I always see comics as like an like when we were coming up as more of like an outsider thing. Yo, for sure, and it attracted I, all of us to it because we were kind of outsiders. The thing I'm most deeply jealous of this generation is how like mainstream, like yeah. like 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 I, I it, it, it happened while I was making mainstream comics, so I'm deeply thrilled to have been part of that. I'm not I'm not like taking any credit. It was the whole world. Mm-hmm. changed right but i remember like years ago i was riding my uh, bike in auckland new zealand for a show i was in new zealand like an early early and there were people in auckland new zealand outside reading x-men comics and i like i was like like on a rental bike and i stopped the bike oh my god there's people reading comics in public it's a boy and a girl and they're not being shunned and it's it was like i was like oh my god if only america was like this and Years later, we are. We yeah. really are. Yeah, like I literally, just, I was, I was somewhere today, and I like, well, what comic are they reading? I like someone's reading a comic wow. over there. Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah, and it's very, very it's cool. Very so I'm different. sorry, what the question was? What was the question? Uh, just Jews? in terms, yeah, about being an outsider and comics being an outsider, and yeah, no, the, no, but I remember, like, like I was the comic guy, like I, I, I um, we had a very select, small group of uh, peer group, like we went to a private Jewish school, so it's like we all knew each other. There was like only eight of us, right? But of my group, I was the comic guy, right? So like on, in the summer, I remember there was a, one summer vacation. We're all working at a, a summer camp, and I had Frank Miller's Ronin, and it was literally the only thing to read. Like there was no, there were no other books on camp, and everybody read them, and they were you know very visceral, and you know everyone really got into it. They were like, holy shit, this is a great comic, and like I was really like sharing it with my friends. It was really magical like summer for me. Like everyone kind of understood me a little more. Yeah. And I remember like that was a feeling. I go, I'm going to pursue this feeling from now. I'm not going to hide my shit so much. Like, <laughs> I never hit it, but I never like laid it out. Right, like I never like, right. like, Hey guys, look at my comics. Right. And it was, it was shit. I was proud of except for my best friend. So, so ever since that, like summer, I like owned my shit more. And even like, I remember like being on a plane and I was like reading a comic. Like, I was porn- like, I was, and I was a writer for Marvel comics. And I was like reading it like this. Like, I was like, like oh, I don't want to see anyone reading Power Man and Ifus. <laughs> and then, and then, I, then I, that, that thought entered my head. I was so mad at myself for even having, entertaining the thought that I went, like, I'm like, I'm reading this comic out. People are going to notice. I don't know. I was just like, I was, I was just mad at myself for having that, that, that thought. Like, right. You know, oh, dirty comics. Do you remember what, uh, how you got exposed to comics? Yeah, no, I, um, 
got them at an early age, uh, divorced family, and my mom bought me a bunch of comics, and now I know that that was, oh, male role models. <laughs> like, I didn't know that, <laughs> but like, like now I know, oh, okay, Reed Richards was really helpful to me and <laughs> okay. as, as a young man, just, you know, getting through shit. Peter Parker was really, really helpful, and I, I, I do, I think deeply about that while I'm writing, like, uh, like when, like, it, like if the truth isn't there, like, oh, that that some kid somewhere will hit that, but it'll it'll hit someone somewhere, right? right. And uh, and even if that beat isn't for that person, this beat might be for that person. Like, I think about the different readers and whatnot. Like, so so yeah. So I was reading a lot of comics, and it was like, you know, you pick up that one George Perez comic, you're like, that's it. I'm in. All right, where do you sign? How do you, right, you know? Right, right. So yeah. Avengers 187. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, you, you didn't want to ask, but I'll tell you. No, yeah. no but I remember like I even had like a, like a comic book themed bar mitzvah. Like my, my did you like, really? Yeah, like a, but, what, but, what year but, are we, were we talking? Eighty-one. Okay, two. So like, yeah, like, comics like, were way yeah, out of the mainstream. way out of the mainstream, except like Dark Phoenix. But like 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 comics, were, like things were crackling in comics. Right. If you were into them, if you're, right, but they, right, but, right. but I was the only one into them. My funniest thing about the the, the, the uh, thing is, I we're gonna have a comic book themed uh, bar mitzvah, and then everyone was getting comics, and I gave comics. We were, like we went to the store and bought comics for everybody, and by the end of the night, I was asking everyone if I could keep the comics. I'm like, you don't really like them, and I do. So can I keep the? Co-? I was like getting up stressed out about my friends just taking the comic home and throwing it away, and I want to put them back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I re- I remember that that little bit of stress. Yeah, and I, 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 um, I, I, my mom was very supportive, even though she didn't fully understand it. But oh, this is something that's making him happy and clearly therapeutic, right? I'm sitting there drawing all day mm-hmm. instead of doing whatever, right? So I would, so there would be like you know conventions I would go to in Cleveland and meet certain comic creators, and it so really, she would take you to those. Yeah, yeah, and that's or drop me off, you know, okay, two hours. Right, right, right. Horns honking. But she nurtured. Man was. <laughs> the conventions in yeah. St. Louis, he'd be like, "You got two hours," and he dropped me. Off. Yeah, yeah. No, she'd do that. Kovacs comics, and like I would make my money for the week, whatever my like, whatever I did to make my money, you know, like paper out or whatever. And so she'd drop me off on a Thursday. She'd go. She'd do like ten minutes. I'm like, great. And then she started honking, and at honking, I started the ten minutes. <laughs> okay, of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> So, yeah. But that's how she nurtured. Totally nurtured. Not even fully understanding how deeply I was being nurtured. Like I was going to the comic store and buying Camelot 3000, but staring at Love and Rockets. Like I'd go in there, not buy Love and Rockets, go home, read my thing, and then sit there and think about Love and Rockets, right? Like, Why and would think you about not Sarah buy Love and Rockets? Oh, I, that was inappropriate. Oh, okay. Uh, for okay, me at the okay. time, or, uh, or, or I wasn't there. Mentally, like to okay. uh, like uh, like my independent head was just opening, right? Okay. So, no, I remember like I have a very vivid memory of like going to uh, 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 the local gro- uh, pharmacy or grocery store, and there was like Avengers Annual Ten drawn by Michael Golden, right? Mm, and that art yes, was such man. a rev- revolution for yeah. me, man. I never seen anything like it. The coloring I never yeah. seen before, yeah. right? And it looks like John Wick kind of coloring, right? Yeah. And I was like. Uh, uh, I opened it. Holy crap! Like ah! And I, I, like like and I put it away. And then, and then and then the next day I was I but I was sitting in my room. Going, oh, what the well, What was that? And then I go back and look at it again. And by the end of the week, I bought it and it was yeah. he's my favorite artist. Like like oh. that 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 churning of what was that to oh that that's right. comics. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, this is gonna be a, a weird question. I feel, I feel we did not answer the Jew question. 
I feel like I guess what I was it, trying to like a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. You, you just. Yeah. You but 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 yeah, I I'm fully aware that my Cleveland hood and my Jewishness are all over every choice I've made and everything I'm doing and and the and the the profoundness of being a a, a Superman writer is has uh, so? been very deep. I'll, I'll tell you the 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 Schuster the Siegel and Schuster people sent me a brick from the fireplace when oh, it got really? announced. And I was like, wait till you find out if you like what I do first. I was like, <laughs> I got like, one like, like, remember they gave Obama like a, like a Nobel Prize before he did anything, right? I was right, like, right. And I, not, not to compare. I'm just like, <laughs> I felt like, why don't I hand in a script first? Like, I, like, yeah. I, I, but yeah, so, but, but the, but, but the, the weight of it certainly landed hard. Sure, so. Did you see Harvey Picard? Speaking of Cleveland, yeah, I had moments with Harvey. I had uh, real moments. Joyce was not pleasant with me. She was really, uh, uh, as as advertised, um, when um, when I was coming up, uh, I, I seemed to be annoying to him. He he was like the Cleveland comic guy, and I was I was get I, hard to imagine, but I was screaming at the top of my lungs to get as much attention as possible. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> really? yeah, like a, the Mr. Napoleon complex was, but I was all over the like local free newspapers. I was actually working for one and I was on the cover of the other one. I was working at Cleveland. I was hustling everywhere, just hustling, hustling, hustling. So I was annoying to him. And he actually called a friend of mine who worked at the Cleveland Plain Dealer and yelled at him for writing about me. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then a year yeah. later, I was being interviewed by what would be the Willamette Week here in, in Portland uh, and and um, at a coffee shop, literally sitting there just like there's comics all over the table. And George Bradner, who I never met in my life, just come up and went, who's the comic book person here? Who is this? And I go, me. She goes, I'll speak to you when you're done. And then I uh, and then I went, oh, shit. And then, so the whole time the interview's interviewing me, but even he was like, yeah, can we go over there? Let's go over there. That's like, that's like, this is, yeah, your little profile's cute and all, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, but we're clearly, and so I went over there and she, um, I don't know, she was just really dismissive and it wasn't, like, it was weird, right? And, 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 and again, to date myself, I went home and wrote her a letter, <laughs> not an email, and, uh, and, and mailed it and, uh, she, and I said, I was really surprised how you were speaking to me and I'm a young creator and blah, 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 and I'm such a big fan of Harvey's and, and, and uh, I was unclear what, what was going on there. And she wrote back so fast, it felt like an email, right? Oh, and, wow. and, and she wrote back and she said, when you call yourself a young creator, all you're doing is excusing all your behavior and your work. Either be a creator or don't. But when, you, when you, you're, you're already apologizing for your work by saying you're a young creator, I'm like, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, you're fucking right. You know, like, you hate when you get good advice from someone who's annoying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah. you know it sticks forever. Well, that was mine. And and I every time I felt myself putting an adjective in front of something I was doing, I'm apologizing. Stop apologizing. Right. Yeah. Right, so she right. did. She uh, she turned she turned my uh, she turned my head. And I I went to one of his uh, he did a uh, for his cancer year. I went to his yeah. one of his book things there. It was yeah. Really, yeah it was a little intense. Yeah. You guys were the Cleveland. The Cleveland, yeah. John G. Now John Greener. Yeah, he's the Cleveland. Company. He had hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was me and uh, 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 what's his face? Um, Dahmer. The guy who does the Dahmer comic. I'm oh. totally blanking. And we did a show together too. Durf. 
Durf back Durf. Durf. I'm sorry, I just blanked for a second. Durf in the city. If Durf was a legion of superheroes, I remembered it immediately. A lot of this memory in my head has been pushed out of the way for yes. the legion of superheroes. Completely <laughs> <laughs> fucked up my frontal lobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Durf. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So the weird question is: Okay. Are you are you a different writer now than the person? Oh, I'm a different person. Yeah, different no, we're, 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 we're okay. like, like may, may you live to experience this feeling. Sure. Um, uh, and also, I like, like, uh, I also benefited that I grew with my wife. Like, we were, we're both like, we were different people when we got married, and we like each other so much more now that we could. <laughs> I can't believe we've been married. Like, oh, really? uh, yeah, we're like completely different people. Like, everything about us has changed. Everything about the experience. Yeah, I, mean, I really liked her then, but I really like her now. It's just amazing to like grow and change with a person. So, yes, everything about. Uh, my work and and why, like you learn, like you do a bunch of things and you go, oh no, that's the that was the pure version, like that was that was the goal right there. That's how that's that's what feels good. So I'm going to do that. So, and and as you get older, you, your your craft and your ability to the the why and the how, okay, latch onto each other for for a good while, right? Like I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it, at least on a level I didn't before. Maybe there's even a level I don't know yet still, right? But I'll, I'll see it when I get there. But you definitely feel growth. I know I don't mean to sound so like Portland hippie. No, no, but no. But you, no. you feel like like you get, you step back and you like look at like Jinx and go, I don't, I don't even know who that is. That person, okay. Right? And, uh, but on, the, on another level, like there's like similar themes in like Pearl, which I did this year to like in Jinx, like a lot of writers, like I, there, there's, there's a question I keep asking, right? Maybe this this character will answer it. Maybe this character will answer it, right? right and right. and so when, when I look at that, I get very happy that I'm still pulled by the same desire. Like I'm this like that that still feels very pure, and I'm very proud of that. But yeah, the person and 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 the why and how, and also uh, some of it is just how people perceive you changes, and then you go, sure. oh, I guess I got to behave like that now. Oh, I'm a dad now. So did okay. that, that affect? Oh, of course. Okay. No, and also this is like the first, like, um, I, I won't say who, but another creator my age came to me and said, this is the first time I felt that some of these creators don't see us as peers. We're like, oh, we're the older guys to okay. those guys. And like, we're like what Walt Simonson is to us, we are to them. Not in, <laughs> right. not in talent, but but in generational, okay. right? Sure. I, I, may I make that clear, right? That, right. That, those quotes Land badly, <laughs> so, but, but but just like oh yeah. So, Ultimate Spider-Man came out twenty years ago. So you would have been in high school, or like like in that too. Right. And though I still see myself as the same person, struggling to figure out that page, it feels like you think I figured it out, and I didn't. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I have like peers coming up to me, and and I know that some of this sounds weird, like but you teach. Yes, that part I can teach, but there's other parts that are still trying to figure it out. And and that you know and that part is an ongoing lifelong yeah, quest that won't end. Yeah, you never figure that out. Yeah. But when I was thirty, I didn't know that. I walked up to Walt Simonson and said, "Help me!" Right. So uh-huh. so people do that to us now, and we're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hold each other and do it together. I don't know what else to do. So yeah. So it, it, it's it's it, you get it from being a dad. I have a sixteen-year-old daughter, right? Who is so much like me. It's 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 uh you know. That's my daughter. Oh, she's me. She came downstairs and she's like, oh, have you ever seen like classic Letterman? I'm like, 
Sweetie, that is your DNA. <laughs> there's like there's no other thing in your body. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and I, I never threw it at her. She found it on her own. Like yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, my daughter's interning with she me goes, right now. Oh, so my daughter goes. Did you let me just like throw watermelons off a of shit? <laughs> <laughs> and that was a TV show. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what stupid pet tricks? <laughs> yeah, that was the greatest thing. Ever. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm sorry. So your daughter's interning. Yeah. So my daughter's yeah. she's a senior in high school now. Ah. And she gets. So you know this. You yeah. Know this feeling. Okay. Exactly. So she gets out of school two hours early. I pick her up, take her to the studio, and I'm teaching her and training her. And part of it is I've given her a comics reading list, and a movie watching list, and a project list. That's awesome. So in the movie watching list. Uh, September was Woody Allen. Oh, okay. Which, that's my DNA. Okay. And she had never seen, so I gave her Annie Hall first, like mm -hmm. the in, like the gateway drug, mm -hmm. and then Manhattan. So she watched Annie Hall the other night, and it was like light bulbs were popping off in her head. All of our humor in the household, references and everything were just flashing before her. Yeah, that's amazing. I've had and that. she was like, Dad, I understand this. Yes. So, yeah, we did that with Godfather. Well, um, that's on the list. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's okay. Godfather's Godfather was holy a holy grail. Big win because also uh, I hadn't seen it in 4K. Like I, I've spent like thousands of dollars on prints of Godfather over the yeah, years, yeah, so right? Yeah, like, yeah. so like I'm like I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just we'll just we'll just hit the Amazon has it for, for on 4K, right? Right. It looked a million times better than any copy I have. Ooh. You could see the dust on the hoods of the car, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm the whole the whole movie, I'm like I'm ruining it. I'm just oh, you. Ah, so like that's the whole movie. Dust. Oh my did, god, you could see the brilliant. cheeks and the Did she yeah. enjoy it? Loved it. Oh okay, no, no. Because the, the hurdle I'm I'm facing is mm -hmm. my wife and I, every Thanksgiving and every like holiday break, it's just the Godfather is always on. <laughs> it's what we watch when I'm okay. cooking. No, I never showed it on. to them before. It was so a... they had never seen it, but it's in the background. And so like my daughter's like, I'm just not interested in mob movies. I'm like, you're my daughter. You're going to be interested in mob movies. And it's also not a mob movie. It's a family. Well, well a that, family that, was, that was my, my exact statement to yeah. her every time. It's yep. a movie about family. So I, I'm like curious, like, is she going to like this? Um, so I, so your daughter oh, did loved it. it. Loved it. Also um, recognized every actor uh, from other things okay. that she'd seen, but never seen Diane Keaton at right. the height of her powers. Okay, right? that's an right. that's a, that's, a, that's a formidable thing for a woman Absolutely. to see. Like, holy shit! Absolutely, right? Like, in uh, Al Pacino being Al Pacino. These are you know, and also like fucking Shrek has done every Godfather joke in the oh, world, and she went, one. oh, like 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 it was a lot of like the whole and, movie was like uh, it's like pop culture. And my daughter at a young age fell in love with Greek tragedy. Okay. I'm like, all right, you're gonna like this. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I uh, uh, pause for a second. I'll tell you a funny one. Okay. Uh, this, this isn't for air. Um, my uh, turn yeah, off. Just for a second. Okay. This is a funny on, one. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Press pause. Okay. So uh, uh, let me make sure. Yes, we're recording. Um, just as a fan note, I showed Jim this earlier. Uh, Eric Powell just did a Godfather Two poster for Mondo. Oh man! It, so was it not? <laughs> it was. It's the best thing he's ever done. It oh, is the cool. most beautiful. beautiful no, I can't poster. wait. That's awesome. So, but and, and I will. I do know that the um, the Jewish thing and the Cleveland Jewish thing was when I was making comics, and rabbis were trying to like connect with me and and. Uh, you know, uh, it would be, hey, you know, uh, Superman was created here. You know, you, you would, right, you would, you would right. get the uh, the knowledge that someone from here did that. 
Right. right? So you go, oh, I can do that. Well, like, oh, someone, a little Jewish boy from Cleveland did this. I'm a little Jewish boy from Cleveland. Right. Well, that was the, the first thing uh, I made my daughter read was Will Eisner's The Dreamer. And it, it was A, to expose her to Will Eisner, who is one of my biggest influences. Sure. But also to expose her to some of the Way history to go on of this. With that Will Eisner thing. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, to, to expose her to some of the history. And so yeah, she absolutely. really got into that. Mm-hmm. And I, it was surprising, but it's nice. a, no, it also will, will, will Eisner, the, um, theatricality of, mm-hmm. the um, expressiveness mm-hmm. is almost cartoonish. Like it's almost like, almost like Warner brothers cartoon. Like yep. it has a, mm-hmm. like there's a language there that they're, they're understanding. Mm-hmm. So it's a, right away. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And she, she picked up on, um, she said, dad, it feels more like a, a stage play than a movie. I was like, well, yeah, that's she's right. Exactly where he came Theatrical from. lighting. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so, so that 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 uh, Jewishness is part of it, and I do find myself like rotating back to like stuff from childhood that you, you can't help. Everyone does it. Sure. You know. So yeah, <laughs> it's all in there. All that Cleveland Second City mentality. You know. <laughs> right, right. When did you leave Cleveland? I left Cleveland uh, September eleventh, two thousand one. Uh, good day to travel, and uh, um, yeah, we we came here. We were traveling. We we did a road trip here, and then from Cleveland here. to Portland. I yeah, I I my wife was stuck in Cleveland, and I did a, a me and my brother road tripped um, with the dogs here, and then landed here on nine eleven, and then literally it was like the the, the, the postman came to the door. And goes, oh my god, you hear what happened? And I go, no, I don't have a TV. He goes, oh my god, and ran away, and I went. I literally don't know what happened, and I had to go. To, literally went to Fred Meyer and stood in the electronics section like it was the 1950s. And uh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, so yeah. Whoa, oh. that's fine. We were moving on the 9/11 too. We were signing a lease. We were in Savannah, but yeah, yeah. total um, chaos. Anyway, so yeah, so we came here, and we came here because we were going to build a family. We were going to build a multiracial family, and we had friends that lived here who mm-hmm. were living a lifestyle that seemed really really healthy and good yeah. and um in cleveland there's still some real hardcore r- racial anti-semitic sure. shit that goes on sure. you know oh, yeah. and it doesn't happen here it just doesn't and uh um and even though there's other racial issues right on uh, right. this part of the country it, you don't have people yelling the k-word at you when you're yeah. walking well, home from from temple i'm in and, atlanta so it's not that far <laughs> yeah so 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 but but we thought you know if we could offer our children uh a better platform in which to to grow and let's do it. And it was going to be their Portland, Seattle. But when my wife visited here, she said, "I really hope you like it here because I just bought a house." So and she was right. No, she goes, "I I think you're going to love it here so much. I think I found our house and I bought it." So growing up, you had some anti-Semitic experience. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's not a Jew. I'm not exclusive yeah. to that. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. I'm just wondering how that... As an adult, uh, I have. Right, yeah. <laughs> but how did that... Fact, very recently, I have. Yeah. Oh, really? Just last week. <laughs> I was... Um, the most craziest shit that happened to me, uh, I was on the cover of the Daily Stormer a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. um, which, which it's gone now, but that was the Nazi website. You know, People know what it is now, but they didn't I, know. But like, it was like two in the morning, and I was just like writing, and I was like, like hopped on Twitter, and I was like... It's not everyone. It's like 30 Nazis are hitting you really fucking hard. But it feels like the world. I mean, like two in the morning. Oh, my God. It's, 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 you know. And I didn't know what was going on. And with a little bit of reverse engineering, I found out that I was the headline story on the Daily Stormer with little Jew horns and the swastikas. Oh, wow. and, and, and because I had created Riri Williams, uh, oh, I, I was getting, I was going to get a spanking. 
And um, and so the headline was Jew writer, blah, blah, blah. And uh, um, yeah, so, but it was so funny because I went, you know, you're, it's two in the morning. There's no one to call. You're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Holy shit. Right, right. And, and then, and then um, like, I'm like, okay, who, who should I, who, who I talk to? And then I'm like, Raka. And I, I texted Raka, my angriest Jewish friend. And I, and I go, I go, you up? Like, oh, yeah, you up? He goes, what's up? And I just, I, and then he goes, and immediately he goes, listen to me. You're, no one has everyone love their work. No one's going to hate your work. Nazis hate your work? Great. You're on the right side. That's it. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Thank you. I just needed someone to, to steer me into that's the right, into the right thing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it um, yes. Okay. And the, all, all it really does in my work is me not shy away from my Judaism at all right, or from right. it. Uh, if someone has an issue with me because I'm Jewish, I would like to know now. <laughs> I, I, I had one bad date like when, when, the year, when I was single like in college. Uh, someone uh, fixed me up with someone who then said anti-Semitic things on the date thinking it was safe. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah, that's a very unique thing. I was dis- describing that like... like um, like my daughters are brown skinned, so there's never going to be a time where someone whispers something racist right. to you. Like, but but Jewish people sometimes, not everybody, but sometimes, like I don't have a Jewish last name, so this woman thought she could just go, <laughs> you know, the Jews. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> well, first you laugh because you're like, oh, you're that's 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 a that's a joke that you're telling because someone told you I'm really Jewish. No, not oh Jewish. no, no, not at all. So I'm going to steal a little Gary Stanley joke and say, so I slept with her and I never called her again. No, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so we dated for three months and I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Um, so, and also I, I do know that sometimes um, there are parts, there are pockets of our culture that are, to- are told to tone down the Judaism sometimes in their pop culture work. So everyone can enjoy it. This happened recently. A friend of mine was told to, Tone down the Judaism so everyone can enjoy it. And when I hear that, I I I I triple I triple Jew it up. I I go I go where's the where's where where can I plop a Jew in my highest selling book? Because I I feel like I I was told that to even this like like someone has to even this energy. Yeah. So um like in Superman, you'll see like the president of Thanagar make some reference to missing their cousins by mitzvah, and then someone wrote me on Twitter, are you saying there are Jews on Thanagar? I'm like, yes. <laughs> what are you saying? Do right. you have a problem with that? Right, 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 I just, right. I just write, no, I just write yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I'm enjoying even the, the with the Legion being this, the, the, like a crayon box of, of, of aliens and diversity and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and watching everybody see whatever they want to see. Right. They just yeah. see whatever they want to see. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. Wow. Deal with it. All right. I'd like to spend the back half, if we can, talking about health stuff. Oh, <laughs> Taking a sharp turn here. All right. Um, so you've been through something recently? Well, it's actually been almost two years. Okay. Uh, like we were we were just actually unpacked that like in December it'll be two years. So, okay. So yeah. So what happened? Um well honestly it was just uh, it's a MRSA infection and okay, uh, MRSA. people are getting them. Uh, yeah, mine yeah. went septic. It was right here, right in the corner of my face. Do you know is, what initially caused no, it? You don't know when you have MRSA on your body right now. Right. Everyone right, has it. Right. 
Um, I had a neighbor who wrestled Mercer for a little bit. Yeah. Every, um, and are they okay? Yeah, fine. That, that is brilliant to hear. Because Nothing most, happened like what happened Most to people, it, and one of the worst parts of, of surviving this is, is that literally, it's almost every day people telling me, oh, I killed my dad, I'll kill my wife. Like, are, are, and I'm like, I'm, I know why you're telling me that, but who, after like the 50th one, it's like, a, it's really, it's hard to hear. Okay. It's, uh, they don't know, no one knows that. No one knows you're the 50th person that said that to me. Right, right. But I'm like, you know, like, all right, all right sure. so much you can take it. All out. right, but, so, uh, anyway, sorry, no, 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 no place on this, but uh, no, like, literally went on a double date with Matt and Kelly, uh, uh, for, for like a birthday thing or something, and uh, we literally stayed out that night. And I woke up and I and I, I remember going, Did that, did you elbow me in the head? Like, well, that's never happened in our whole life, or like, like, and I go, Well, shit, I got punched in the night or something, that's weird. And then I went home, I lie down, and Weeks later, um, and, and my wife made unbelievable split-second decisions that saved my life. Most people, they go, oh, let him sleep it off. Something weird's going on. And But she went, no, and took me right to... Uh, Do you know what made her realize it was... No, I, I was dying. I literally, I was but minutes away from dying. Seen- no, I know all of it now, but okay. I, I, my face had swollen up. I've never seen a picture of how bad it looked other than my friends hugging me and relating to me like how bad it was. And then, um, uh, so my, well, I, I, I blew up right away. I burned to 105 and, and just fainted and that was it. And I woke up in the hospital. My eyes were, um, swollen shut. Like I couldn't open them from swelling. And a guy whispered in my ear, listen, you have a septic infection on the front of your skull. You're not leaving here. There's, there's no, there's no back from this. It's just, you're going to go away now. So if you have a way to, uh, you got things you need to wrap up. If you're the kind of person, he literally said, if you're the kind of person that would write some letters to people, maybe you should do that. And then left the room. I still don't know who that person was. Like I never, like I, you couldn't see them, right? But I was like, um. so like someone told me to write letters to my kids, and I can't see. And I and and also you're done. Like you're you're dead. You you literally you're not. This is your whatever your plan was. It yeah. is now over. Like and that that. Those words were said out loud, and it's pretty profound thing to hear because now you're like, "Oh, this is the abyss. This is it. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no faking it." So, how fast did that happen? It very fast. It all happened that day, uh, like within I, a 24 hour. But period? this went on for weeks. Um, at first, they go, "Oh my God, he's septic. He's, he's never going to get better." Oh my God, he's getting better. Oh, he's getting better. Oh my God, it's a miracle. He's getting better. Let's send him home. They sent me home. I swelled up again. And like, oh yeah, well then you're never going to get better. This is it, buddy. You're done. There's no, there's no coming. There's all we can do is care for you. And then um, they said, but maybe if we open up here and maybe we can scoop it out, maybe. And my wife said, do it. And it goes, buddy, it doesn't always, then do it. And they they got it all out. They did. And it was like, like by the nick of time. And they literally said it was, like decayed tissue that was it's close to my brain. Not close. Like literally they so they, they, they were skull. twenty he said twenty minutes away from from just done. Yeah. That so so she was right that day and then two weeks later she was right again. And this had, by the way, not to my wife had just had a near death experience three weeks before. Oh really with a with a, a stomach incident that felled her. And if she wouldn't have caught it in time, she would have been done. She was literally minutes away from being done. And her, her, her lower intestines got wrapped up into something, and no one caught it for a long time. And, and, 
And they literally, even when she went to the hospital, they didn't catch it. And then they caught it and went, oh my God, you were almost gone. And we we're all like, holy shit. And we're like hugging each other and dealing with it. And then I keel over. So we were, we, we haven't holy even shit. fully unpacked that thing when this, which became like three or four separate incidences of near death experience. Like first there was the first one, then there was the next one, then there was the next one. And the whole time it was, I had just signed my deal at, at DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told my friends at Marvel, I'm leaving. Um, they, they knew why they knew I had to go. Um, but I still had like six or seven more issues left to go on this massive Marvel saga I'd been writing. Mm-hmm. I had one issue left on my Spider-Man run, one issue left. I didn't think I was going to get to write it. I had six pages left on my Defenders run and I literally crawled to my, my, my desk and like through squinty eyes, they tried to write a couple panels and I handed them in. Like, like, so I'm like, please, I like, like, I go, let me just like, you know, I'm sitting here in the dark with nothing to do. And like, and all my dreams are like, you know, they washed and washing away. And, and, um, and to, to a miraculous thing, Marvel, even though I literally had said bye, Marvel said, D- everything's on pause. No one's touching anything of yours. You'll finish your books if that's the, qu-. and my wife is, is like, I'm handing in shit. They're confused why I'm handing stuff. My wife's like, "Don't talk to Brian. He's he's literally in a coma. He can't be talked to." And and I'm but but four in the morning, I start handing in something. It was like and not spell checked. It was weird. So so Tom Brevert handled a lot of that nonsense. But uh, and then DC, who we were just getting to know, were like, "Okay, what's uh, all right?" And so one day I was well, and one day I wasn't, and one day I was well again, and then all of it was over. And then there was that three months of manic, uh, I'm alive! Yeah, so and they had to put up with that, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but what? Um, it was super dark. I'm skipping some of the darker stuff. Um, it eventually went public that you were super sick. A friend of mine texted me. It was like, go on the Internet. Brian Bendis is in a coma. Or yeah. It went public. It, and all, everyone it was, was like, what? What? stage were you at when it went public? I don't know. I, I, I wasn't even conscious for most of this uh, opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I will, I will, I will paint the picture that I, I woke up days into, into this. I woke up in you know, fractions just in the corner of sleep with a, with a baseball hat on. And I'm like, I'm like, how long has he been here? Oh, he's been here all the time. Yeah. And then Rucka would come in every night with a bag of Hanukkah cookies from that Helen's bakery place on the thing, or these butter cookies and just sit there and whisper to me about Superman. Just whisper, like, keep my mind off it and talk about Superman. And I get emotional when I talk about it because it was yeah. like, because I've been friends with him for decades. I had no idea he was that good a friend. You know, like, I never right. needed him that much, right? And like, he used to be an EMT worker. So he has this whole oh, bedside manner that you would never even guess because he's such a Lewis Black kind of character. <laughs> but, but there's this whole other side to him. And, and, uh, and he really, uh, the, the, all him and Kelly and Matt and Mike and they, everyone was just constantly coming in and distracting me. And of course, every time I just opened my eyes, I, I was just in the, like every, everybody was looking at me in abject horror. And there were sometimes I would feel great. Like I would like, oh, I don't feel bad today. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. I remember I like, like, she didn't go home today. Honestly, I think I can go home today. And I remember like, I remember I, I like look over, I see David Marquez going, like that, I'm like, oh, I'm not going. Home at all. <laughs> like, 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 he had no poker face at all, and and uh, yeah, shit. And then, then, then one night, David came over, and it was the worst night ever. And you can't leave when it's the worst, you know. So he got right. stuck, and yeah. 
but then, then yeah, then it's over. Then they they got this stuff out of my skull, and it and it and it and it. Uh, Doctor Rogel, whose name I remember because I named Rogel's R after her, and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, and I got to go home, and I and and I got that to also I, hit the internet. It's like right when you got out and recovered, everyone was like, "Holy shit!" Because it almost was over like right. that. It, it was it it was it. Yeah, it was very traumatic for my kids. It was very, very hard. Um, particularly, one one of my daughters has already lost her parents to viral infection. So this is this is who needs this, right? right who wants right. to be like you know? Who wants to be that? <laughs> like so. So I was so grateful just for that that I was able to survive, so I can go home and not scar them forever. You know. So yeah. So what has changed in you since then? Uh, well. Now I'm a living cliche. Now, now, now it's, you, you really do. I, ne- I never didn't live life to the full. I never did enjoy my life. Like I was like, uh, but you really go, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to taste this. I'm going to like, you really, it really does affect your, your enjoyment levels go th- through the roof high and your, and, and, and on the, because of trauma, you're, 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 when things aren't going well, you go, oh, that's it. It's the end of the world. Like, and I'm <laughs> like, I'm thankfully this year I've, I've gotten over that part of it. Okay. But, uh, but you do, um, you, you do really taste, taste the rainbow. You really, you really, you really, I, 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 I was grateful that I left the hospital so happily married and in love with my life and in love with my job. Like, like I, like I can't imagine you're sitting in bed going, Oh, thank God that's over. Like, like I, I really was like, I really wanted to get back to all of this. And I really was excited about everything. Like on top of like just loving my job, I literally was at the launching pad of my DC contract, right, which right. is like the biggest thing anyone's ever put in front of us. Jinx World and Wonder Comics and Superman and all the other things that we're just getting to now that we were planning at that stage then. So, uh, you know... And then the weird thing happened is that ever since I got better, enormously crazy cool things have happened in my life. Miles winning an Oscar. Right, right. I would have missed that. Right, I would have right, right. never guessed that in a million years. <laughs> right. And I would have missed it. So the, 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 so the big wins that have happened, and there's been quite a few, there's enormous events in our personal lives and, 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 and public stuff. I just, every time I go, I would have missed that too. Has- Holy shit. Has this affected faith? And were you a faithful person before this? Did this make you one? Were you? Yeah, it, 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 uh, it I, I believe in what I believe in more and in the, in the power of the, the energy that you put out in the world yeah, okay. is, is your religion. Yeah, I, 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 you, I mean. you are like, like, like I've met some rabbis in my life that changed me because they were so beautiful. And I've met mm-hmm. some rabbis in my life that were so awful that it made yeah. me never even want to yeah. eat. Like, I just wanted to go eat pork. Right, like, like, <laughs> you. so, like, uh, so, and I've, I, I, because of this job as, as a writer, you get to meet people from all walks of life. Sure, you really do, and and people also come to you from all walks of life. Hey, mm-hmm. I would love to share my truth with you because you write about it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, like it's constant, and and the big takeaway from all of this, you know, what good people are good people, and shitty people are shitty people, and really, right? right. And, like, it's about the energy you put out in the world. Are you right. helpful? Are you are you are you a positive force for good? Then, then good happens, and it doesn't mean you have to be constantly like saving babies from wells. Sure, but in your work, and your and 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 how you make those bagels, and how you like like right. it's, the the positive energy people are are, are are is the religion I want to be part of. 
right? Yeah, and, yeah. and I, you know, I, I so many people use religion as a, as a stick to hit people with. Sure. And I don't part, you know? So, yeah, yeah. so I'm Jew, I'm Jewish by, um, like race, right? This and is, I, a, this is, a, my daughter asked me, she said, dad, Judaism is a race. Well, she was filling out an application. Why isn't it here? And I'm like, well, that's a good, that's a good discussion to have. Yeah, it is. And I think Howard Chaikin had just written something on Facebook about this. And Howard had, I've become friendly Who with called Howard. Matt Fraction up one day and said, everybody in the comics uh, thinks you're Jewish. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, our, it's our favorite. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, but I have a video of Howard giving my daughter career advice, which oh, wow. just okay. slayed me. It was incredible. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, it was it was amazing. Like I, I'm filming it. Like, I mean, kid me was such a Howard Chaikin fan. So oh, sure. here I am, friendly with him, and he's giving my daughter legit advice on. It was amazing. That's cool. That's very. Cool. But uh, yeah, so that, uh, that just brought up the is Jew a race issue. So we were talking about that. Um, I I do want to ask you. It is why I gravitated to Howard so hard. I'm like, yes, that's a very proud Jew. Oh yeah, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I pre I I gravitated to it. Yeah. Like, thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he my, my yeah. a lot of my family from New York is. He reminded me of a lot of them. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I, I think my uh, intro I wrote in the he he very nicely asked me to write the intro to his art book, and I wrote that. Uh, of all the worlds that he's built, all the magic he's brought to his life, there's no more fantastical element to Howard Chaikin's. Uh, work than the idea that a Jewish man can get a blowjob anywhere. That's, <laughs> That's, perfect. That's perfect. That is that is a make-believe world to the level of Narnia and Lord of the Rings. That is that is an imagination of the highest order. <laughs> That's good. Sorry. But then I realized that at age of fifty, that these kind of jokes kind of don't sting as well as they used to. But I'll, uh, I'll uh, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it as as we go. But that, that you know, that's the part we're talking about. Age is like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a. Uh, there's there's some authority comes with fifty that if you sound like an idiot, you just sound like an an idiot of authority. Experience, man. yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. <laughs> you feel like the same person, but anyway. Yeah, I'm noticing that with age. I I don't feel any different but, but i look at the work you were talking about there's a real dichotomy here i look at we were talking about things i would do i do and i would not do in my work today that i did then i didn't do anything like like, like you know what right, i mean but like right. what 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 would i not do today right, right. Like what kind of like imagery or energy would i not do today right. versus then sure, it's sure. Fa that's that's fascinating yeah yeah thankfully i didn't do anything like because I, I have just recently published all my shit from the 90s at, at uh DC, mm -hmm. so I've I've had uh, someone go through it all, and there wasn't anything too bad. Uh, That's too good. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't producing Faust level stuff. No, and I, I was more worried about like either the Howard Stern, like the the Quentin Tarantino world that we were living in, where mm -hmm. we thought like certain language is okay as long as we're an artistic license to it, which right. I I don't know if I agree with today. You know what right. I mean? Like like. Like shit that you grew up in Cleveland here and that you go, oh, okay, yeah, you can just do that. But no, right. no, <laughs> no. So that, 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 more of that than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, since you've healed, I assume you've, it appears you made some dramatic life changes, nutrition for one. Well, that's the other funny thing. No, I actually lost the weight before I got sick. Did so you? that was the other one too. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I lost the weight to the point where nobody... How, far, how long before the MRSA episode did you lose the weight? 
a few months. I I, okay. I was I was running around like healthy and like I first pictures of me like skinny and I'm like God damn. What made you lose the weight then? I um uh, didn't mean to gain it. Like 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 I I like uh, I, I don't know how else to put it. I, I like that was never the plan and and uh, and I, I remember. That's never the- no, no, but I remember like people like someone on Twitter go, "You big fat hacky asshole!" I go, "Fat!" Like, I'm like, what? Like I was a little denial too, and I like, but all through like childhood and like all through college, I just eat whatever the fuck I wanted sure, and sure. just ride my bike all day, and then slowly and also there was a cleveland humidity who kept me skinny and then when i moved here there's not a humidity so i'm not like i'm riding my bike all the time i'm not sweating like a new york waiter right Right. so i'm like i'm like uh so i'm like so and then and then um i'm riding less and less now i have kids and i have responsibility you know like something but but i'm still eating a party tray of chicken nuggets i'm still uh (laughs) still like hunkering down with a cake for while i'm like i'm like working and i'll put a cake and every time i write a sentence worth a goddamn Little bite of cake, <laughs> and so uh, after uh, twenty years of that, so cake, shock. Your, your eating was a celebratory. I was, str- and I, I, I would wrap it around celebratory, but now I know it was stress eating. Now stress I know eating. I am. I, it's creative stress eating, and once you get your yeah. wrap your head around it, uh, you you can you can get rid of it. You're the second person that would funny. Like cake story like that. I had Phil Hester on. <laughs> Do you know this story? No, but me and okay. Phil are me and Phil are, are uh, we we we're, we're very similar species. Right. We're, 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 we're so aware of each other's similarities. So it's a little off. He was sat next to Bruce Tim at a convention one day. And had to sit there watching Bruce do all his commissions and said he felt so awful about himself. He went to the grocery store from the convention, got a cake, went back to his room and ate the cake. See, I definitely did that, but I never like consciously said this is why oh, I'm did. doing it. Like, like, like it was only like, like, like now I go, oh, in 1998, I, I brought that party tray of Chick-fil-A nuggets home on a plane. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 like, anyone else would be like, I have to go have a couple of drinks. Yeah. Next to the next to Bruce. Yeah. No, like I didn't drink it. I didn't drink it. He went back to his room alone <laughs> and ate a cake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So so um so my wife had lost um weights uh for health reasons and by living with her in that lifestyle, mm-hmm. I dropped twenty by accident. I'm mm-hmm. like literally like Oh, we're just in a more active lifestyle now, and I was losing was weight. Was it? And then I literally went to New York, and David Mack was there, and I've always been a long distance bike rider, right? Mm-hmm. So we rode to Brooklyn, and I used to like, I would go like on a nine hour bike ride, come home and eat the city. Like, like I'd like go, right. oh, there's a Benny, like literally where I'd stay in New York, there was a Benny Hanna's, and I'd, like, <laughs> like there was like, oh, I could really make a whole thing of this. And I would like, 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 like ride to. Thousand calories, and then go home and eat thirty thousand. Right, right, right. So I just flip the math. Genius. So <laughs> yeah. So now I I eat I, I just eat within. Also, I've stopped. Um, there's no reward punishment system with food. Okay. Food is okay. just something I have to put in my face, and that's a big mental thing for a lot of people. And I know, sure, for, particularly sure. for comic book people, you sit all night eating. Yeah. It's a very unhealthy sedentary lifestyle. Sure. And I and I and I, you can so easily trick yourself into thinking everything's okay but i was i was heavy i was getting head spins 
my back oh, was hurt. Right. But I would all be like, uh, like there was only one point where I go, oh, my dimples are gone. That's a say. Oh, what, what happened? <laughs> and what happened was I, 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 I ironed them out. That's what happened. But I literally said, oh, this say my dimples are gone. She's, yeah, like that. And we're like, and now we're, we're both skinny again. Our, our dimples are back. And we're like, idiots. Yeah, we're like, yeah. Wow. So, so. I remember when I drew you in the Ultimate Marvel team up issue and you emailed me and you were like, you, you just said, Hey, watch that double chin. <laughs> and you were being. And I drew a little line here. Just a little line. And you were like, what's No, because it had been two years since Fortune and Glory where I was drawing myself and I was still bike thin. So I was right. And by the time you were the next person to draw me and you were right. And it was a little hard to see. Yeah. So, I just, no, David, uh, yeah. Alex Malieve drew one of me too that was very accurate and very hard to look at. So I, I I had experienced that a couple times. <laughs> Sorry. Mine was a very cute Sorry. Brian, but just there was just a little line. I know. Right I there. remember it. <laughs> and and like, probably hey. very uh very um um complimentary. Easing erring on the side of you know, but anyway. But I understand that one line can make a difference. Yeah. It's like totally. wait, what? Why? Why mm-hmm. is that there? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I um so yeah, I lost the weight, got healthy. Oh my God, I'm living life. I'm breathing easy, and then fell, killed over. That that was the end. and 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 the takeaway. It's funny. Someone asked me all, all the time. They they go, so what can we do not to get merciful? Like like like, like what? Like I, I, whatever you. I don't want that. Like, and there's yeah, nothing, nothing you can do. Yeah, it's and there's no lesson to learn. I love yeah. to learn a lesson. Well, my neighbor who got it. I mean, luckily we're in Atlanta, and he went down the CDC, and they were able to. It was in his arm, and yeah, they took care of it. I mean, in, in MRSA terms, fairly easily. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, he was like, it's everywhere. But it's I, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, all good. Yeah. I, I, again, it, it's been it's been a couple years. We can, it, nothing flared up again. I kept the weight off. Good. Uh, yeah, uh, so. But as far as can, kept it, keeping the weight off, it's just eating smart and being active. You're not, yeah. like, sticking to any. Well, also, it's the other, your metabolism grinds to a halt in your 40s, yeah, too, yeah, that, yeah. like, no matter who you are, it just does. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that sucks, right? So you're like, so I don't need to eat as much as I was eating. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I only really need to eat 2,000 calories yeah. of stuff a day, really. Yeah, so yeah. just stay around there, yeah. right? And, just don't, and I, I don't eat any herbs. And okay, almost, so almost carbs. none. It was, it was my, it was what was blowing blow me up. And it was also, I, I, I kind of feel I might've been a vaguely allergic to bread now that I'm not eating like it anymore. Thing. Like, 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 cause every time I have like a, like, like we'll, we'll be out at like a, like a fancy restaurant where they have the fanciest bread, but you, you want to have a bite, bite of that. Yeah. And I'll go, Oh, you know, I think, I think, I think me and bread might not be a thing anymore. Like, oh, yeah. So, uh, so that might've been, I was shoveling something in my, my body. I may be like vaguely allergic to not like, like there's the, like a little slightly toxic. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Right. Again, it's just amazing what you can convince yourself of. Sure. Like, you just sure. Could, like, I, sure. I could, I could, I was so not heavy. I was so healthy. I was so <laughs> fine. You know, n- nonsense. Just complete self-delusion. And how much heavier were you then versus now? Uh, 130 pounds heavier, I think. Really? Like a, a good solid 100. But a, That's I, a person. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, and Elisa too. Elisa lost uh, over 130 pounds wow. too. Like, and now when people see the two of us, we're like, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very incredible. grateful. No, because we we also did it like together, and we can enjoy it together. Yeah. Like, and it's so enjoyable. It's like it's like the best, the best. That's great. Yeah. So so 
it also and does let us enjoy this new chapter of whatever this whatever the second act oh third act whatever act we're in <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. it's gonna be a good act. yeah <laughs> yeah so far yeah so yeah great all right so is there anything you're hoping we'd get to that we didn't get to is there anything you were hoping we could do? No, no. Did, did, did I did I speak of the health stuff in a way that that did I did I get to a point? <laughs> yeah, I was still like a circle. I was just curious I, if. Well, I mean, I had a bunch of little questions, but yeah, ahead, they were all know. answered. No, no, they were answered. They were, well, it, it is it is affecting my work. It's actively affecting. Okay, my work. that that's. A good, I, I don't. Good point. I'd like to hear Can't about that. always wrap my head around how and why. Um, I did have a unique experience when I was younger. Um, Elisa went, went, went into a coma from a reaction to a, a sulfa medication. And she actually uh, went, and, now, and again, this is like 16 years ago, everything's fine. Before children. Before, uh, literally, no, my, my first baby, I was holding Olivia as a baby. And, oh. and, and they said, listen, she has brain damage from a sulfa medication that she's allergic to. And you don't come back from brain damage. And this is it. And here's a beeper. We'll call you if something changes. Literally like a red lobster beeper, right? And mm-hmm. and and uh, and, uh, and, and here's and, a baby. And I had a baby. And and so we had we had faced like this kind of thing before, like like the all right, you know. So so we, we had been. So the last time I but, but here's what happened. So um, Olivia, Alisa came out of the coma. Everything was fine. Like it, it, she bounced back and. She just had to reboot her uh, immune system, but everything's okay. fine. I then, in my work, kept writing coma scenes. Like I kept writing, like not consciously. No. Like like the art would come back, and I go, oh, like 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 holy shit, like 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 oh, there's Luke Cage is in a coma, and uh, and uh, the Kingpin's wife is in a coma, and like little is a lot of bedside shit, and I and then I lit, and you know the art comes back like weeks later, months later, right? So I'm now out of that whatever fog I was in, right. but then it comes back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> self therapy. Yeah. You were writing your way through. Oh, I was screaming. It was wow. the, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to do that again, or in what frame it will reveal itself in my work now. But it's been a couple of years. I can't see it. I, like You're no one, no it. one, no one has like a triangle shape on their head. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, no comic people do that. They right, like right, yeah, right. and uh, like. Like very famously, I, I was told the story about why um, Gil Kane always drew the um, um, the stomach muscles protruding out a little bit, the top ones. You know the story? Yeah, no, I don't know the story. Uh, well, I, know. well I, I was told this. If I'm if I'm wrong, I I, I take it back. But th- there was a, a story about how they were arguing, and they were in the DC um, uh, elevator, uh, Carmen Infantino and Gil Kane, and someone else was in there, and they're arguing about anatomy, and uh, Carmen Infantino hauled up and punched him right here. To prove anyone you punch here, it'll knock the wind out of you. Like anybody, anybody. This is what. Right. So he, Gil Kane, it knocked the wind out of him, like threw him to the floor. And then Gil Kane, from the day forward, always drew them sticking out, letting the audience know this is like a weak button. Like if someone can get in there, you can knock them out. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. So I was, I was curious if I was going to do anything like that. Right, right, any right. Of right. The, any of the stuff. So. Huh. But I, I, uh, um, I was so wound up in the energy of Superman and. Like like what that entails, like what yeah. like my job now is to be that right that right, I, that right. that I just I just focused on that so it's mostly all in there. So you think you're working it out? You just can't see it yet. No, I am working. I I, I can see little parts. I can see the parts where like you know I'm a dad and Superman's a dad. You know, right. you know, like and, sure. and and for all that Superman 
can do. There's so much he can't control. You know what I mean? And and you get to like, we are we are we are we are men with you know big responsibilities sure. and also very aware of how, how how much control we have over it for, for sure. real, right? And that's a that's a really uh, hard pill to swallow sometimes. So sure. so I I'm definitely working that shit okay. out directly through. Yeah, awesome. All yeah. Right. can't help it. Yeah. Anything else you were hoping to get? I don't know. <laughs> if so, right. we'll do another one. Well, right. thank you so much for doing Oh, my this. pleasure. Appreciate it. Are we, will you tell them we're doing this in front of a fire so they hear the yeah, snap crap? Yeah, yeah. if you're hearing okay. the, yeah, the ambiance is Amazing. pretty fantastic. Okay. This might be the best I've had recording. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is where, this is, I should say, this is where Greg, Rucka, and Matt Fraction come over on like Tuesday nights at like 10 o'clock at night like this. And we do what Matt calls the Metropolis City Council. And we just work to make Metropolis a better place to live. Amazing. Yeah, and here so, we are recording. Here we are recording. All right, now I'll stop. Like All right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Brian, and thank you for the assistance.
Yeah, 